Hello. Hello, Merlin. How are you? I'm fine, Dan. How are you? I'm doing fine. Have you recovered from your illness? Uh, I wasn't really sick. Oh, good. Uh, That's the I'm best kind of being sick gr- where you're not sick at all. No, it's just who cares. I, yeah. um, I've i been sick for a week and a half and oh. um, real sick of it and uh, sick of sick and uh, got a lot of snot, a lot of coughing and this uh, uh, Rolls MS-111 mic switch. Doesn't doesn't take enough off, you know what I'm saying? I don't so use that through. one. The one I recommend is the is called a short stop. Yeah. Uh, Any, it anyway, the it's the, the the coughs sometimes still get through. But I'm great. I'm I was sitting here trying to prepare a little bit, and I'm I think I'm I've lost a month at some point. Have you found a month? Mm, just laying around. I haven't seen one. I might have left my jacket uh, at your place with a month in it. <laughs> so keep an eye. Man, make sure your kid's not playing with it or something. I'm going to need that back. Okay. <laughs> yes. Just, you know, FedEx it to me or whatever. <laughs> okay. It's, yeah. It's three, day, three days, fine. Three days, fine. But then it will be 33 days. So, okay. It's a complicated life. Because um, I'm trying to look back at where we were talking about calendar things. And did we talk about the, did we bring back this calendar topic in episode 459, which would be early January? But that didn't we that just, sounds just right talk to me. about calendars. Yeah, like, I feel like we were talking about calendars I'm and how so you confused. use them. Did I lose a month? You might have lost a month somewhere along the way. And what a bitter irony, Dan! What a bitter irony that the month I lost would be uh, having to do with calendars. Mm. Really think about. Are you really thinking about it? I mean, January seems like the right time to talk about a calendar. But didn't we agree by universal assent? The January felt like the longest month ever. Yes. I think everyone knows that. What is happening? Anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling better. My whole, my, uh, whole family's still kind of sick. My, uh, now my wife is. Everybody got, I think I gave my chest thing to everybody. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know who gave it to me. I do wash my hands a fair amount. Do you wash your hands obsessively like I do or just? Nope, nope, no. nope, nope. Something I learned, um, uh, I've said this before, but uh, something I learned from my kids preschool. And uh, when they were telling us how things worked at the school, it was very yeah. cool, cooperative preschool, very, wouldn't trade it for the world. And uh, their basic thing is they wash hands at every transition. And, uh, and I think that is exactly the advisable amount of hand washing unless you have another reason. I mean, you should do what makes you happy, listeners. But uh, for example, um, you know, um, dad or mom pulls up, you're holding hands, you walk in, the first thing you do, when you arrive at school, you wash your hands. Right. And then you go have circle time and you hang out and talk a little bit. And then I think, you know, let's say arbitrarily, you're talking about three, four-year-olds. Every time you make a transition, in that case, from circle time to going outside, you wash your hands. You wash your hands when you come back in. You wash your hands before lunch. Every transition. Now, I think that there are ways to, uh, what's the phrase Max Temp can use? There are ways to operationalize this for your life. But obviously the most important part is the hand washing. But the other important part is the getting onto a consistency. I, you know, Dan, I think this works for a lot of stuff in life. You know, there's the thing of like change your batteries when you change your clocks. I don't, I don't know if that is T-H-E most effective way to do that. But it sure works for a lot of people. You yeah. know what I mean? Attach, yeah. you know, it's, it's one thing to say like, oh, I'm, you know, it's January 1st, so I'm going to have a resolution. And that's kind of an arbitrary strap on title. It's an arbitrary, it, it's a, it's, it's a nonce <clears throat> bolt on, as they say in England. 
And, um, but, uh, but then in other cases, I think it makes a ton of sense. It's all down to that, like, put your briefcase in front of the door thing. So that's what I do. Or open um, your mail over the recycle uh, Open container. your mail over the recycle thing. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Make, uh, make the smart thing the easy thing. Mm-hmm. Make the uh, right thing the easy thing. So I really, that's pretty much the whole show. Okay. <laughs> I think we, I think we We're done? Just, Are we done? It's like those days where you realize you hit the end of the internet and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I've already been, I've seen this. <clears throat> well, I, I have some follow that's up. How, that's how I wash my hands anyway. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. I, I just want to remind people that they should wash their hands longer than they're currently washing them, regardless of how long they're currently washing them, because they're not washing them long enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you, just mo- know, you can tell. Well, you can tell. There's a lot mm-hmm. of ways to tell. But one of the one of the things I want to remind people to do is when you're washing your hands, it should be long enough that you sing a quick happy birthday twice. You know the song Happy Birthday. You sing it yes. you sing it at a moderate speed about two times. Same same length of time that you would spend brushing your teeth. That's the proper way to do it. What I see a lot of people do is they'll go, they'll 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 grab, you know, they'll turn the water on, they'll grab some soap. They'll take a second to kind of move the soap across both of their hands and then immediately their their hands are in the water and it's essentially washing the soap off. They're moving a little bit, then they're done. That's not mm. washing your hands. That's getting mm-hmm. your hands wet and also putting soap on your hands. Uh, but but the, the soap, using soap and putting soap on it, that does not actually make your hands clean, of course. That, that, the soap, it, it's the friction of the washing that helps remove the germs. The soap gives them something to cling to. It helps them wow. get off of your hands, get off of the surface. You're giving, you're giving me a whole new reframe for this. I, I had never thought of it this particular way. You've thought and, about this. Well, I've thought about it quite a bit. And you've, you've probably done some science. Uh, there's been some. There's been okay. research okay. done. Okay. And right. so okay. if you want to actually get your hands clean, first you make them wet, then you put the soap on, then you sing happy birthday twice while vigorously... Uh, scrubbing your hands with each other and the soap in between and making a nice frothy mess. And then you rinse them off. And how you dry them is up to you, but there's a TED Talk on that. Uh, Have you seen that one? Yes, Dan. It's a good one. Maybe you even Believe it or not. Yes. We've reached the end of the internet. Yeah. This is it. We're officially out. You know, kind of like, you know, let me put another one, as long as we're throwing some logs on this fire. Yeah. Um, you certainly had days where you've, uh, I don't know, maybe worked on your automobile, or you have done some stuff in the garden. Maybe you've planted some grass, but you've been, or painting. Let's say you've done a craft thing. And you know that feeling of now your hands are covered in something. Your hands might be covered in soil and mud. Your hands, um, you know, might be covered in oil and grime, or they might just be covered in child art. Now... You know, you've been in those situations where your hands are like covered. They're like, like gl- you're begloved in otherness. And so, what do you do? <laughs> I like that one. But you're—it's like you've eaten plaque candy for your hand. Yeah, the plaque candy that makes everybody realize that you're poor and have bad habits because your teeth are pinker than everybody else's. Oh, I, I, well, I want to use that stuff on my children. I think I was well. You know, it's—it's a, it's a good way to make shame more visible. Oh. Look at you. Your teeth are real red. Oh. Um, uh, cause it always makes the parents look bad. But my point being, you're begloved. You're begloved in otherness uh-huh. with, uh, with your hands are covered. So what do you do? I'm guessing you probably go into the bathroom, turn on the cold water for a second, go underneath it, shake, 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 turn it off and go. 
Do you do that? Because at that point now, you probably have like a uh, slight tributary of non-otherness where the water hit your hand for a second, Mm -hmm. but you'd still be gloved in otherness because you know what? You didn't really wash your hands. It's like plaque candy. You go back there, if you, and the nails, and the wrists, and the in-between in the crevasse, in the crevasse Mm -hmm. of the finger pocket. You got to get all in there. Okay, look look at your hands now. Oh my God, I still have some otherness on there. That's because it was plaque candy, baby. Woo! You know what I'm saying? And then now, now, now go and apply that to the rest of your life. If you, had, if you were covered in visible otherness, would you just go in and rinse your hands a little under the cold water? No. Imagine it's this. Imagine that as some kind of a fun prank, somebody sent you a, a tub of poop, like from an animal, but it had like, I don't know, like a coupon for Arby's at the bottom. And so you plunge your hands into that to get your coupon because you like, you like the meats. Do you follow? Mm-hmm. At that juncture, you would not just go whoosh a whoosh a whoosh under some cold water. You wouldn't get that Arby's off you, if you know what no, I mean. No, it would not. Yeah. If the you're saying so, you're saying if people could see the germs the way that that I personally do see the germs. Mm, I wasn't gonna say that, no. but I could say that. Mm. That's good. It's it's. Good. I'm not trying to make somebody compulsive. I'm trying to give you a, a free free frame, a preframe on the reframe, which is that you're you've got all the stuff on there, and maybe you don't need to be perfect about it every time. I'm just I stand hand washing in this house, and uh, and I don't think one has to be a nut about it. But consider whether you just had or are about to have a transition. Here's the most, here's the easiest one in the world. Not easiest. It's, it's the clearest one in the world. And it's one that, oh boy, we slipped on this. But we were so good about this until recently. Um, when everybody arrives at the house, any, anytime anybody arrives at your house, you, you go and you wash your hands. Take off your shoes and go wash your hands. Because now you're here. Mm-hmm. Now you're here you're, you're, you're safe your, now. You're in the safe zone. You're, you're, you're besmirched with otherness. You need to get, get, get that muni off you. Get that San Francisco off you. Yeah. I don't think that you know? ever comes off. When you, when you pick up a piece of chewing gum off the ground or a railing and then chew it, you're chewing the same gum that, that every person that that person knows is chewed. <laughs> That's right. And San Francisco. So we want to get the otherness off. Not, otherness is not bad, but it does, you know, you can't spell otherness without other. You don't, you don't get into San Francisco. San Francisco gets into you. That's right. In, in Soviet Russia, you do not simply walk into Muni. <laughs> anyway, it's been a good show. <laughs> yeah. Pounce productivity. Yeah. Uh, it's your show, all the classic bits. Uh, let's go back for a second here. No, I agree with you. I agree with you mostly. Um, you know, it's, uh, habits, habits are difficult. There's only one way to build a habit, which is just to keep doing it. You can't just think about it. It's hard mm-hmm. and difficult. Hmm. Uh, Did I tell you this, the scarecrow joke? Uh, 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 is this a transition? Yeah, we can do I should probably it. wash my hands. <laughs> hey, 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 Dan, are you getting jokes about scarecrows? Uh, do, you, uh, do you know why is it the scarecrow... a riddle scarecrow, or a joke? It's is a it joke. A do you know why okay. the scarecrow won an award? Well, that's a riddle. Um, uh, because, uh, because he'd been fielding offers. I like that one, no. No, well, how, how, how to get it? And because he was outstanding in his field. He was outstanding in this field. <laughs> it's good. Oh, it's a good that's one. That's really good. That's really good. <laughs> well, I have a couple things I wanted to mention. You really got me thinking now. He's out standing in his field. That's yeah. really good. How did you discover that? On my uh, 12-year-old. Oh, the big one? <laughs> well, you like a big one or a little big- one? I have a big one and a little one, but only one of them is 12. So there's only one 12. Oh, I see. 
You know, one likes big butts and cannot lie, and the other likes big butts and cannot <laughs> well, tell the truth. Well, if you if I if I say my, my twelve year old and you say the big one, that implies I have more than one twelve year old, one of whom is oh, bigger than like the other. Oh, it's like not people not knowing the difference between worst and worst. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so you're, you you this is the one that's the worst. <laughs> the big one, the big twelve year old, <laughs> the big right. one. Which twelve year old? The big one. Uh, Ron's house. Yes. Whose house? Um, <laughs> it's been a really good run. We're up to episode. Dan, where would people find show notes for episode four six three of your back to work program? Uh, they're going to go to back to work dot limo slash four six three. Wow, this show's gotten really stupid. I like it. It really, it only, it only really just settled on me right now. I mean, I know it's been bad for a long, long time since the beginning, but uh, wow, this show's gotten strange. Yeah, I don't know if we can pull out of this. No, there's no reason to. When you're in a dive, you don't pull out. You push push on. Oh, the only way out is crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it arbitrary strap-on? Was that it? Uh, yeah, I've got okay. arbitrary strap-on and uh-huh. beloved in otherness so far. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> uh, so you have some stuff. Some and then stuff. Do we, have, we, have one, we have one sponsor today. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, I think we've okay, got cool. one, one good solid let's sponsor. Save it. Let's, let's save it. Let's save it. I don't want three bad sponsors. I want one really exciting one. Is there anything out there that can save me up to 41% on something? Uh, that's the one. Yeah, that's okay. the one that's there. Um, you had some stuff. I have some stuff. I have, I have a couple suggestions. I have a little bit more on calendars. Dan, what's going on in your neck of the woods? I would like to ask a question uh, for some listeners. I know that we have a lot of uh, Mac users in the audience. Uh, as we have discussed, I think you have one too, the 16-inch MacBook Pro. I have one. I have it's a Mac my- user. Mm-hmm. It's my primary computer. And, Love, uh, that, oh, you're talking about the new one? Yeah, the new one, the 16-inch, oh, so the new one. And so I, it, it's my main machine, mm-hmm. and I take it with me everywhere. And uh, it's a, it, I had transitioned, speaking of washing my hands, uh, from the 13-inch to the 16. I had almost always had a 15-inch MacBook Pro for a very, very, very long time. Back in Even going back to the PowerBook days, it was always my go-to machine. But then I, I kind of went on the 13 uh, inch MacBook Pro bandwagon for a while. And so the bags that I have that I use to carry it around uh, are mm. uh, designed for a 13 inch. They don't fit a 15, oh, let alone I, a 16. I've heard people say that these 16 inches can fit into some older bags, but for smaller computers, but it's a really tight fit. I tried it. In, tight fit. Yeah, I tried it in all of mine. Yeah. The only one, there's two that I have that it fits in. Mm. One of them is my old in-case laptop bag. And when I say old, uh, this thing, I've had this since before I had kids, before we were talking about having kids. I mean, this is ridiculous. This is probably a 15-year-old bag, which is saying something uh, in that it's lasted that long, but it it looks beat up and it's old and it's not in good condition. I use this thing for years. And so that's what I've been using. And I don't want to keep using that. I have a Tom Bin Cynic bag. Uh, which is I'm great. I'm on the Tom Bin laptop bags page right now because I think I may have the one for you. Well, we I was use the Cynic. The Cynic. And the problem with this bag, I Cynic. love, I just want to go on record and say, I love Tom Bin bags. I think they're the best made bags anywhere. Oh, you're going to scotch my deal. Um, and no, I love them. But um, the, the Cynic for me. C-Y-N-I-C? S-Y-N-I-K. Oh. Like the. Um, like a DC villain. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, me, it's because it <laughs> uh, it's the synapse or synapse, as you say. Um, 
Wait, that is it synapse because the synapse is what I was going to recommend. The synapse is great, but then the they synapse modif- is not the cynic. No, that they, they <sighs> modified it um, to by someone named Nick who works there cynic. modified it. Oh, and, it's Nick. Yeah, and yeah. so the problem is that the the synapse or synapse uh, twenty two as well as the cynic twenty two, which was my bag of choice for a long time, mm-hmm. doesn't fit. The 15 inch. So you've got to go up to the, the Synapse 25 is just a no brainer, dude. Is that too big for you? It it doesn't fit the. Um, You're saying the 16 does not fit into the Synapse 25? Well, I would need to maybe get a new thing oh. for it on the inside. I don't know. But uh, oh. so I have the 30 and it's just too big. For, it's just too big. I'm a small guy. I'm not a big guy. You want you something know? that fits. I was, I was remarking on a, a friend of ours last night and saying that one thing I really like about our friend who has just barely five feet tall. It's like she does such a good job. She's got like a like a professional lady job mm-hmm. in, in a prestige industry, mm-hmm. Hollywood style industry, and like she really has to find clothes that really fit. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a small, like you know, uh, like a legitimately not very tall person, like it's you lose so much credibility if you're flopping around in like weird oversized clothes. Like mm-hmm. you need to find things that are to scale for you. And for guys like us, you know, in my case now I got the brain bag, which is empirically a too large bag mm-hmm. that I, I just love that. It's like some. It's like a Mary Poppins bag. I don't think there has yet been anything. Maybe a case of beer would mm. not fit in, but I have fit so many things into this backpack in a way that is totally Mary Poppins. <laughs> it's and I'm like, woo, woo! It's like a clown car full of goods. <laughs> but so Synapse Twenty Five. We should talk to Alexandra about this. She is very deep into the backpack lore. Dan, I don't know about your slacks, but my slacks. A lot of it's just complaining about people, what people said to you on Twitter and then talking about backpacks. People just love talking about backpacks. Yeah, everyone talks about them all the time. But nobody does anything about it. That's what Mark Twain said. <laughs> or was that Blaise Pascal? <laughs> Pascal's synapse. Uh, 25. Uh, you, okay, so what do you, what, 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 what's your end state goal here? What, what, is well, it, what, how, what would make you happy? You know, I, I mean, I'm not so much asking for recommendations per se, but I would love, I mean, if people want to share that, but I, I feel like, you know, this is a, a, a bag that I'll use every day. I don't, you know, I don't need that much, uh, but there's so many out there and they're so confusing. I have a friend of mine uh, does a whole YouTube channel where basically all, all he does is review backpacks. I mean, this is, this mm-hmm. is like, he's become the backpack review guy. And a backpack is more than a backpack. It is That's the thing, especially if you live in a city. I guess if you, you commute, it's true. But like, I first got exposed to like serious like backpack culture in college, mm-hmm. where nobody had any money, but everybody would buy a JanSport or an East Pack, you know, for forty bucks or whatever it was, which is a princely amount of money for a backpack in nineteen eighty five or eighty six. But you know, I mean, like, I was not—I didn't think about this that much in high school. But like, if you think about the pro, I, I'm just problematizing this a little bit. It's about way more than any one thing. In a place like San Francisco, this is one reason I get so frustrated that the movie theaters change their policy. I don't go to the movies as much anymore because you can't bring a backpack. Why would you need to bring a backpack to a movie? Because I'm in a city. I'm in a city, and I'm taking public transit, and I have to have a personal travel companion that will accommodate all the things that I need, including what. I need clothes. Like I need probably like a, a jacket or uh, maybe a different hat. Like I'm, if we buy stuff, am I going to carry all that in my hands like a monster? Like if we pick up something at the comic shop? No, it goes in the backpack. It's like people who don't have a backpack. I just said like, 
you might as well, you're like a Wally person who's turning into a car. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get your back on this. And I do have a, I do have a suggestion and a solution okay. for you. May I voir you on your life for a moment? Yes. How often do you take your laptop from one place to another? Um, I mean, like every time I would say at least. Is it daily? Yeah, oh, multiple times a day. Okay. Okay. And when you're doing that, uh, where are you most commonly taking it to and from? Most often I'm taking it from my home to my office, but uh, I will also. And back. And back. And then, then in sometimes, depending on the day, I might do some work in a coffee shop or something like okay. that, or I might take it okay. to a meeting. You're right. You're right on the edge for my suggestion. Um, okay. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, is, would you consider your backpack to exist primarily to transport your laptop or does it primarily, is it primarily for other things? The laptop's never not in it, but I also use it to carry a lot of other things as You're well. You're doing the Syracuse AirPods rule. AirPods exist, they can only exist in two places. They're either in the box or in your ear. In that case, your laptop is either in the backpack or it's in front of you being used. Right. All right. Well, I, I, uh, I'm going to now uh, unproblematize by way oversimplifying this. You need to do one of two things. If you only want to have one bag, period, you need a bigger backpack that's comfortable but scaled to your body. Mm -hmm. But the other, I think, just a smart option get exactly the backpack you want for backpack things mm -hmm. that could accommodate that. But then I think you just need to get a sleeve with a handle for your laptop is my opinion. Mm -hmm. That's all you need. Unless you, if you want it to be in the backpack, you must needs acquire an accommodating larger backpack. But I would say, don't let the laptop run your life. You should mm. love the bag. You should love the bag. Cause a laptop will fit into anything a laptop can fit in by definition. Mm -hmm. But you must love the bag because the bag is life. The bag is the holder of things. It is yeah. the bulwark against otherness. I can't argue with this. You wouldn't. Who would listen? Nothing, nothing that you're saying is something that I'm thinking. No, I nothing need to argue. is not what I'm not saying. And so this also then gets you into, you know, me, right? What do you know about me? It's always two things with me, mm -hmm. but you also know I'm all about bag in a bag. No, you, <clears throat> you really are. I am so all about bag in a bag. I mean, we've talked certainly ad nauseum about bag in a bag as a process for packing a suitcase or similar mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for travel. But what about your go-to day-to-day? Oh, sister, I got bags and bags. Don't worry about that. Now, for me, that means I need uh, affordances, accommodations, and zipper holes that'll get me into the things that I need and not dump out the things I have, but also make it easy for me to always know I could... I, you know what they used to say in Florida, Dan? You ever hear this terrible rumor? They say, you know, when you go to Disney World, you got to be careful because everybody's going to steal all your stuff. And there's this ethnic group that trains right in Orlando. And to, to pass the ethnic school, stealing school, you have to be able to walk into a pitch black room, take all the valuables off a mannequin and walk out without it ringing the bell. Mm. Remember they used to say that? Mm -hmm. Ugly rumor. Ugly rumor. I think yeah. that should be your backpack. You should be able to know that your backpack is here be able to locate the affordances and the accommodations and the zipper holes. And you should be able to find the thing you need without even looking. And that's where bag in a bag comes in. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So what are you going to get? The one that I have been looking at most is a, and I'll link, I'll link my buddy's uh, review on it too. Cause he does a, a fun video about it. It is the company is called dispatch D S P T C H. 
and it is their day pack. And that is dispatch the, day pack. Yeah. Hmm. And I'll oh, would put, you put that in notes, please. I will. I'm adding it uh, right now. Their, their page is a little, yeah. Um, not the, not my friend's page, the page no. of the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. There it is. It is being added right now. It is not, it's, you know, you don't get this bag because it looks like super cool. You get it because it works really well. And uh, so maybe oh. I'll get that one and I'll report back. Mm-hmm. You know. Dispatch day pack? Mm-hmm. SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> yeah. Dispatch day pack. Who? <clears throat> Let's see here. Four, six, three. I bet that just drove a lot of people crazy. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so, probably. Don't you think, like, when you hear that, when you hear, oh, you can't really finish until you get to the lives in a pineapple. Oh, you want to hear, yeah. Oh, am I doing that right? <laughs> yes. There we other. Do it with me. Oh, Indy. <laughs> no, I'm, li- I'm just listening. I'm an, an audience member when you do that. Okay. Okay, I've got, I, I want, what? I want what? you to get the shortstop. You've got to get the shortstop. It, it blocks everything. The shortstop. Oh, you didn't even you're hear changing the saying. subject. You're transitioning. I did, well, but, you you hit it, and I could still hear you faintly. I in the know background. it's a mute button that doesn't work. Get the shortstop. Get the shortstop. See, I buy all the things you say. You accept the shortstop. I, I, I have like told them. you to I'm buy sure the shortstop for uh, probably eight years. Is it XLR to XLR in and out? Yeah, it's a so Proco it's, it's is the, the, is the company, and it's called the shortstop. I put a link to it in the show Proco notes. Proco short. All right, I'll try it. I feel like I bought this, Dan. The people who make the rat pedal. Yeah, no, this is the one that's got the, the, the that switch is way too loud. That's like no, a rat pedal. It's, pe- it's by it your foot. It is a rat pedal. It's by your foot. But, don't, but then it goes chunk, chunk. It's like you're hitting a rat I'm pedal. Doing it right now. Listen. Do you not know what a rat pedal is, Dan? Of course I know what a rat pedal is. Do you know the company who makes, do you know what company makes the rat distortion pedal? Do you kind of tell you? Proco, right? Proco. Yeah, same place. So listen, I'm going to stop silence. it right now. You can't hear me do uh, it. You can't hear me. Can I'm you hear this? I think this one's got a little bit Noise in the pots. See, you get actuator. The, you're using you some power equipment. Is? Are you even a podcaster? Are you? I don't even lift. I've got this somewhere. <laughs> I'll try it again. I remember super not liking it. And I don't want it on the floor. That's where my pee jug is. And then the, <sighs> uh, also when you stomp on it, it goes chunk chunk. It doesn't. I've been using Are you this wearing thing? soft lady shoes? No. You're wearing like a slipper? Uh, today I'm wearing more like a sneaker, but usually I'm wearing boots or a sneaker. I bet you took your shoes off and you're just wearing black socks right now. Definitely not. Huh. Okay. All right. Whatever. Um, it's been a good run <laughs> up till now. And uh, I just discovered, I was happy. I was delighted to learn that a friend of mine who shall rena- remain nameless and, and that person's partner uh, have started listening to back to work from the beginning. That's about time. Yeah. By the time they hear this, forget it. Or are they re-listening? Well, you know, I have a way that I, if I discover a podcast, there is a way that I will listen to that podcast that is utterly so frustrating to John Syracuse and probably utterly counterintuitive to just about everybody else. And can I tell you what I do? Mm -hmm. Okay. I I did this with Flophouse two, three Mm -hmm. years ago when I went through their whole catalog. I uh, did this with Mabim Bam before I've done uh, two or three re-listens all the way through. Uh, I go and listen to the latest episode. What? Yes. Yes. I start with the latest episode of a mm. podcast. And if I like it, I jump back a decade. I jump back 10 ah. episodes. So if I discover Dan Benjamin's back to work program, I might go and listen to episode 463 
And if I like it, which I will, then I might jump back to four, five, three. Mm. You follow me? I, don't know, I also totally will do some you. canny Googling, which is also my pole dancer name. And that's where I'll go out and I'll find out. I do things like show me the top 10 Star Trek episodes with Spock. Show me the top five, uh, you know, uh, episodes of The Office that are about Dwight. And in this case, I'll say, you know, what's the best episode of, uh, you know, uh, Back to Work or My Brother, My Brother and Me? Because we're very similar in, in our shows. Mm-hmm. We both we both like John Roderick, both of our shows. We're both, you know, grateful to John Roderick. We, um, we're white. So really, it's everything. That's all. Yeah, I mean that covers a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you slough off a lot of otherness if you're if you're a white. Um, did you want to tell me about something you like? I something special. Be- something special. Don't don't give me some boop. Don't give me any of that. Give me something special. Give me a forty-one percenter. Okay. If you want forty-one percent, you want health mm-hmm. IQ. That's okay, health it's IQ. it's that simple. Okay. So simple. I mean, I feel like we don't need to do any more. But if you want, if, I mean, I guess they want us to say more about it, but I feel like we've given them enough just by saying the name, you know, people are going to get it. They're going to feel good about it, but that's fine. I've got some copy. I'll read it. I'll go into the copy. I'll read the copy and people learn even more than they needed to. I'm going to say health IQ. That should be enough for people, but I'll go into the details because Is it, do you feel just slightly, I mean, you're a professional. Do you feel mm-hmm. just even slightly embarrassed that you have to say anything more than just health that's, IQ? Yes, that you, that's, yes, you've summed it up. Yes, yes. It is embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, getting an ice cream cone and then choosing to run it over with an ice cream truck. You already got the treat. Right, you don't need the truck. There's so many words. How do I have 998 messages in my inbox? Can Health IQ help with that? I don't know, 41%? Do they reward? Okay, so what Health IQ does is- What about vegans? What about vegans? How's their inbox? Full. Is CrossFit the thing where you swing the ropes around and go, is is that CrossFit? Uh, where yeah. you're doing like um, ropes work? Mm-hmm. N- no, it's not. It's no. not exclusively CrossFit. We do that in my gym. I think you I might do be that. doing Pilates. Do you do a lot of like sit ups in a machine? La, la, la. I have never done Pilates. Yeah, you but probably I've have. You probably you probably did secret Pilates. Double going secret to Pilates. try it. No, I've All done right. yoga though. What about a yoga ball? You ever have a yoga ball? Oh heck yeah! Yeah. What kind of work does she do? <laughs> Anything about the percentages I can save because I'm a vegan rope swinger. So what, what love I to, love to sleep. I don't know if that helps at all, but I'm very good at sleep. Yes. So and if I you, ropes. If, if you get good sleep, if you eat a good diet, if you're even at eating a vegetarian or vegan diet, mm-hmm. if you exercise four or more times per week, in other words, a lot of the things that people who care about their health are already doing. And so health IQ believes that if you're already working so hard on your health, you should be rewarded for that. And uh, health IQ, they use science and data to secure lower rates for people like you on your life insurance. So if you're a runner, if you're a cyclist, if you're CrossFit, if you're doing any of these things, if you, even if you're a weekend warrior, they believe that you should be able to turn this into more affordable life insurance rates. So they can save you up to 41% because physically active people have significantly lower risks for heart disease, for cancer, for diabetes. And uh, I should mention that Health IQ, they're not just a lead generator. They they walk us through the entire process of applying. And the policy is underwritten by one of their top insurance partners. But uh, you can only get these savings through Health IQ. You won't find them anywhere else, and you've got to qualify to get them. So to see if you qualify, you go to healthiq.com slash back to work. There is a proprietary health quiz there. You take it, and depending on your score and other factors, you can save up to 41% on your life insurance premiums compared to other providers. So one more time, that URL to go to is healthiq.com 
slash back to work. There's no commitment. You'll learn a whole bunch of stuff and uh, you'll get rewarded for living healthy. So thanks very much to Health IQ for making this show possible. Thanks, Health IQ. Buck, buck. Well, I've got a couple other things Can I, I want to mention. Can I one favor before we move to your next topic? Oh, go ahead, caller. Just real quick, yeah. real quick. This is kind of, is it okay if we talk about backpack, backpacks for a minute? Yeah. Daypack ballistic nylon. I'm loving this. And I'll tell you why. The one I'm that I linked? Daypack, day, daypack, daypack dispatch. Dispatch. Losing a pineapple under the sea. Mm-hmm. Dispatch Daypack. Daypack Shakur. Yes. Hmm. Um, well, I like, this looks very well made and it does yeah. not advertise itself as being costly. If you zoom in, in these big photos, these, it looks, the details on this are really beautiful. And I like the fact that it doesn't advertise itself as like having fancy things. It does very much look like a laptop bag or some kind of a camera bag. But it doesn't advertise itself as being too fancy. Right. Now, you just need this, but that'll hold a 16-inch MacBook. No, that one Pro. does. That one will. So this is 15 I'm looking at. Yeah, just, but, but I, I've, I've, talked, I've talked to some people, and they seem to say that it will work. So All right. I've gone out on a, on a limb, and I ordered it, and mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll report back. It should be here by then. Life is short, Dan. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole point, man. It's yeah. short. Yeah, what man. are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to make it longer? I mean, they, they do take a week and they make it longer. They take a week and they make it longer. You drop a month, you take some powders, hope it gets longer. Life. So the, the next item on my list is... Hey Dan, that, what's, up, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Now I have an iPhone case on my iPhone. It is the Apple one, it is the leather Apple one. And I have used that since I first got this uh, iPhone 10. It's not a 10s. it's just a straight up 10 it's fine for me. I don't have any plans to upgrade until the battery is really bad. And it's pretty bad right now, uh, but it, it's not bad enough. I'm still, it's fine. So the problem is over the years, I have dropped this case and well with the phone in it many times, many times. Mm. And it is, um, I would say pretty tore up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not really designed. It's designed to, you know, help a little bit, but it's not like a, um, shoot, what's that company? It's Tech not like 21. One the, Tech 21. I was thinking of that other one where you, where the, they're difficult to put together and they have layers. And oh, pieces. OtterBox. OtterBox. Now an OtterBox will do its darndest to bounce or whatever. Right. But the, the leather one, I mean, like pff, the thing about the, like the latest and greatest is they are so slippery. I, 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 if I take it out of the case, just because I'm charging the battery in the case, mm-hmm. I like, I almost instantly, the phone falls out of my hand. Cause I'm so used to the grippiness of the battery case. Or <laughs> yeah. Like you're saying here, the leather case is great for grippiness. That's, it's, it's my favorite. Phone. And that's why I've kept it for so long. I've actually had two or three other cases over the last couple of years that I wound up just switching back to this old one because it's better. And it doesn't, it's like you're saying, it should, it come, it should come with the phone. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, I understand the concept. I understand the naked robotic core. I mean, I guess most people want, if you go out and look at the world. <laughs> What's that the, term from? I like that. That's uh, Syracuse's explanation of an iPhone outside the case. And um, yeah, it's like a whole worldview. But um, I guess the, the uh, other side of that, uh, the part where that doesn't make any sense is people love getting cases. What do you know about the world? Two things, because it's always two things with the world. Almost everybody has a crack on their screen, which makes me very anxious. And almost everybody has it in some kind of a case 
or mm-hmm. like in bling. It's the new cigarette um, caddy. Remember in the eighties, all the moms smoked. You'd have you, they carry their cigarettes around in one of those little snap like yeah, little it's like purse. a little leather or faux leather, leather purse. Yeah, and it's got a little loop for and your, have cricket, your little, cricket lighter. Yeah, yeah. Your bick, your yep. bick or your cricket. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what iPhone cases are now. Mm-hmm. So what's your what's your concern? You're not going to well, upgrade anytime soon. No, I'm not. Uh, and I've I've tried the Tech Twenty One. I've tried a couple of them, and you know what I also do, and I'm sure everyone else does this, is that I. And I've, I've injured, injured my pinky doing this at different points in time. But you know, when you're holding your phone, you're, you're kind of like the, the, um, the shelf oh, upon you, which your phone bounces. You're doing the easel. Yeah, yeah. With your pinky. I have a callus there. I have two calluses. I have one callus from, I have <laughs> one callus from my phones and one from my pants. We're, we're not proud. No, but, I mean, I literally have, you I could photograph this and you'd see two different little red lines. Right. Um, feels good. Feels real good. Feels like I've really done done good stuff with my life. Some of my favorite cases <clears throat> are Tech Twenty One cases. <laughs> this and in, computer changed my body. Yeah. Well, right. And and in the past, they were the bottom of those cases. I don't know if it's because the phone design was different or what, but they they were fine to rest on your pinky. But now the new iPads are very sharp. They're sharp. They're rough. The phone is fine, yeah. but the the case itself. If you've got a is case, sharp. if you got that beautiful squared off edge iPad. With a regular old, you know, whatever they call it, their their stupid overpriced foldy case that mm-hmm. I buy for everything. Yeah, that it's the case that makes the little uh, little mark. That's right. And so, you know, I think that um, I think that I'm ready for a, a new case, but I want it to be. I'm, I don't want it to be any of the Tech Twenty One ones. I definitely don't want an OtterBox. I don't care so much about drop protection. Is do you put it in your pocket? Yeah, always. Yeah. See, that's the thing. An OtterBox is not great for a pocket. I don't know where else I would put it. I don't want it in there. It's where it always winds up. Put it in your bandolier. So that was one thing that I wanted mm-hmm. to ask the listeners about. So please phrase that as a question. What iPhone case would y'all recommend for me to get for my iPhone 10 <clears throat> that is going to be grippy, but still have no problem going in and out of a pocket and uh, not be from Tech 21 and not hurt my pinky? You feel like the leather hurts the pinky? The leather does not hurt the pinky. That's why I'm why are we still not? Using. Why are we not just doing the leather? You're saying I should get another replacement leather one? You're saying because that one got too janky? I, I'm, well, I need to replace it because it's completely oh. ripped up. Boy, your problems are so easy to solve. You should do a podcast with me. Get the same case. The same case over again? Get the well, that, same case over again. Well, before I do it, I'd like to hear from the listeners because I'm beholden right. to the listeners. Uh, so you can uh, tweet me. I'm at Dan Benjamin on Twitter. Uh, ah. I tell you. Okay, the next thing that I have uh-huh. on my list here yeah, uh, is uh, a number of people suggested in our in our feedback uh, group forums that uh, if if we like Chrome but we don't like all of the nasty stuff that Google we think Google does or Google actually does uh, in the snooping and the the watching and the looking and the creeping, then the suggestion that I got from a number of people was try the Brave browser. Mm-hmm. The Brave browser is uh, built on Chromium Base, which is Google Chrome's open source uh, browser that is used and turned into Chrome. And uh, the advantage of using Brave is that you get all the nice things from the Chromium browser in released software uh, without the, the, the snooping. Mm-hmm. But... Brave got some bad press, apparently, because they, they did something... Okay, so on the one hand, they've got built-in ad blockers, which I believe you can disable or not. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that in order to befriend the community of web-based publishers out there, because on the one hand, they're saying, hey, we've built in this thing that blocks ads and that hurts the companies that you visit that use ads to make a living. Yeah. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to come up with some kind of system that like oh, lets right. people the safe, the safe, the safe. And so that every, it seems like everybody good eventually does that. And they often, there is the option to shut that off, but it's like, no, listen, dude, don't try to reframe this. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that for privacy. It's right. not because I want to shut down the verge. It's because these things are horrible and they're yeah. using up all this bandwidth and they're taking my stuff and using it. They're just, they're, they're that may just be a teaspoon to them but it's part of an ocean of privacy. Like every little teaspoon where somebody gives some of that stuff away is like, that's bad. Don't try to frame this as like, I'm anti-publishers. Like, well, the publishers are anti my privacy staying my own. And, and Brave also came out with something called Brave Rewards uh, in order to like offset that. So you can, you can set the number of ads that you're willing to see per hour. There is no try. Come on guys, get it together. Well, anyway, so people wanted me to mention that. I've mentioned it. I'm not using it. Um, the only reason that I ever use Chrome is, you know, I do a lot with, with running Fireside. Fireside.fm, the place to host your podcast. When I'm building stuff there, I have to test a lot of RSS feeds. And so I will uh, frequently uh, be looking at, and I need to see the source code of the RSS feed. And Chrome just does that very nicely by default. So that's basically all I'm doing with Chrome anymore. Okay. Um, uh, I guess. I, um, okay. So that's that one. That one. Let me find this real quick. Uh, make sure because all these sound like the same thing and they're not, uh, I'm very happy with ad block pro for Safari mm. by crypto incorporated. It's difficult to link to, cause as usual, it wants to take you to the app store, but anyway, ad block pro, you buy it, you install it. It works on, um, the desktop and you, I've mentioned this app before, but this alongside Guardian are the two things that I just, I at least at this point, this week, I swear by. Who knows how screwed up they'll get soon. Um, unlike the uh, Adblock Plus and similar of old, it does not give you the ability to go in and do CSS subselections to block a part of a page, which sucks. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Mint really, really wants me to get some credit cards. Let's just be clear about that. <laughs> um, super want me to get, do you want these five credit cards? No, no, I don't. I want that space back so I can see the money. I have the space back for the money. What about this one, one at the top? You want a credit card? Nobody. Nope, nope, nope. Don't want the credit card. Um, they don't let you do that thing, which is handy. The, the most things, like especially like on Chrome or all these, will give you this crazy, you don't need to know CSS to do this, but it doesn't hurt, where it'll do um, basically sibling and child, you know, selection elements. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like like in there, to, for CSS to make sense, there has to be some structure to it. And then I guess a little bit of, you know, black magic to randomize it. But mm-hmm. you can frequently say like this ID or this class, this, whatever. Like, I, I don't want to see that anymore. And you do that gra- graphically by selecting. I wish, I wish that Adblock Pro would bring that. But what's great is in Adblock Pro, I'm not sure why I'm saying all this. You uh, Like all the modern ones, you install it as an app on your Mac. And then that p- permits uh, an extension. Uh, ditto, it works. Uh, you install a, um, I think a, install a profile i feel like you do on um ios but anyhow and then you can go in and say like here's all the kinds of things i don't want to see i don't want to see ads i don't want to see social shields i don't want to see any of these kinds of things i don't know man it's it's um i feel like this there's this part of me that feels like this really started during the reagan and then later on 
George W. Bush years, where you would name something the opposite of what it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you say, like the the um, oh, the encouragement of valuable race relationships is actually about like give, giving guns in schools or something. You hmm. know, or killing deer. You know, you name it the opposite. And yeah. I think like there's so many companies that where the fish food, as David Siegel used to say, the fish food is they bring you in with, oh, cool. This will keep me from seeing all those annoying ads that launch windows and stuff. But then like you discover that under the covers, they've actually got like a whole other business model going on and they want to play both sides of that. And that's what a turnoff. I mean, it's no fun to discover that, that a cop is corrupt and it's no fun to figure out that a company is fudging super hard in reverse on the thing they're supposed to be doing for you. It's so gross. So what was the question? Um, Browser. Go, Chrome Brave. Chrome Brave, yeah. So I guess, you know. the Firefox one. Um, I'm still using Firefox. That's, no, that's, but there's a fire, there's one for iOS. And I forget what it's called. But it's got a cute Firefox Focus, I want to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Firefox Focus is, is great. There's mm-hmm. also a regular Firefox. And you can even get Brave for a browser. But I, I somebody told me something. I hope it wasn't you, mm. but somebody said because of the restrictions uh, in iOS, the only rendering engine that you're allowed to use in iOS is the Safari rendering engine. So even if you're using another browser, that it's still using the Safari rendering engine behind the scenes. Don't know if that's true. Hoping it's not true, but I've been told that by now two different people. So say, say what? Huh? That because of iOS, rest- I, I, I'm pa- uh, sandbox- sandboxing and like what you're allowed to use APIs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That basically the only browsing engine is mm-hmm. the, that you can use is this is mobile Safari's browsing engine. Even if you are whatever a, browser you make has to be built on that right on platform. That okay. now, please tell me I'm wrong on uh, why is that? Why is that bad? Well, because other um, other browsing engines might be faster or oh, might offer I better see. rendering or, or might offer... I understand. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, okay. Oh, boy. <clears throat> you okay? Yeah, I just coughed a little bit. I have some more stuff. Okay, keep going. Um, I was Did assigned... Did you do anything to not talk about this TED Talk? Is that what's happening? I was, <laughs> I was just going to talk about it. I was assigned by you last week. Wait, wait, wait. You're making this your topic? What are you doing? Last week to watch a video huh? about procrastination, and I have done that. Huh? So I didn't know if you wanted to oh, discuss this, really, this. This is really confusing. No, why no. would I want to discuss my topic? What the hell are you talking about? That's a good topic. Step on my bit. Um, <laughs> I, um, I, why did I like this? I didn't take my extensive usual notes. Uh, I, I like this for the obvious reason, and I super like it for an unobvious reason. This is a TED Talk. <laughs> TED Talk by Tim Harford, who's the guy that does that podcast I like a lot called, what's it called? What's it called? I, I haven't listened Natural to Natural Disasters. Cautionary, cautionary Tales. He does Cautionary Tales. And he's a smart guy. He's, what's, his, what's his jokey title? He's the economist of life or something like that. Anyway, he's really cool. He's great. The next door economist? Something like that. Something stupid. But he's great. His show is awesome. He did this uh, TED Talk. Um, and it's, you know, and, you know, uh, I don't know. I'd like to see some science on this, but... He's basically the bit, the point of his Did TED you talk, not think that his visual aids were scientific enough? I just think <laughs> the this pictures is, of this the is brain. The, such, a, such a huge part of turns out uh, porn. You know, whether you're Tim Harford or you're Malcolm Gladwell or you're the hidden brain guy or whatever, like whoever, like the, the, ter- the reason we are living in a turns out world is because you can so quickly, 
you could you could talk to somebody who regards himself as a smart person and show them something that seems counterintuitive, and it it gets encoded so quickly as a cocktail party fact. Uh-huh. And you're like, well, you just you told a story. You did tell a story, and then you mentioned some paper with three authors from 1987. But like, hmm. Anyway, there's a lot of that. Okay, I just want to stipulate. There's a lot of that. Like, it's how much more useful is that than like, um, you know, Thomas Friedman talking to somebody in a cab. It's like, eh, okay, fine. Anyway, uh, with that said, uh, this is a very interesting talk, and he's he's saying, well, you know, he's basically talking about, um, would you say um, multitasking? He's talking about, you know, the problem the problem of multitasking, and you know how uh, it turns out to the turns out to the turns out. You know, as it turns out, that originally said, hey, you know, you can get a lot done at one time and by doing this thing called multitasking. And then, then of course, people like me come along and go, eh, you know, multitasking is not really a thing. You know, it's more like parallel processing. It's, yeah. It's more like you, two, two things you don't need to be paying attention to get done at the same time. But, you know, if you actually are trying to, you, this is not too difficult to do like a kitchen science experiment on, is to have somebody like work on a Sudoku while you give them a memorization problem. You know, you're not going to do great at that. Um, but anyway, what he's saying is, well, not so fast, turns out, turns out, turns out. Let's look at somebody like Albert Einstein, who in 1905 had these four different, you know, huge breakthroughs. So what Tim Harford is saying here that I think is very interesting, I'm not saying this is science, but I think it's an interesting idea, partly because it really fits with my own outlook on the world, which is well, you don't want to be doing four things at the same moment. But it might be a really good idea to be working on several things at one time in a larger sense. Right. Not that you're all, not that you're trying to write, you know, a screenplay, a short story, a new mathematical theorem, and slash fiction at the same time. Mm-hmm. Typing. No. That's a bad idea. Yeah, you can't do it. And don't text while driving. That's just not safe. Don't use your phone. Um, but um, but what he's saying is that, you know, again, eh, all right, Einstein, yeah, he's really smart. But, like, I think he is right in the sense that it has really become true for me in the past that, like, if I have something else I can be doing right now, and I, uh, let's say I'm, I'm, I've reached a, uh, a wall or some kind of, like, let's say I'm trying to write something or whatever, but, like, writing's always the great example of something. At some point in writing, it, you know, it will become somewhat difficult, and you hit a wall or you hit what some people call writer's block, Um but if you can cause yourself, but let, but let, we've all been in this state where like you basically, how did he phrase this in the talk? I'm going to use his words here. You're stuck on the wrong answer. Uh, here's a real garden variety example is you can't remember something you know that you know, right? In my case, I still remember when I couldn't remember Charlene Tilton's name in 1985. And it was very upsetting to me because I should know her name. You know, I'd seen Dallas. You know what I'm saying, Dan? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm here. But we, we run into the, oh, damn it, I have the wrong answer. I'm stuck on the wrong answer. And sometimes the wrong answer is, what's the name of the little short blonde lady on Dallas? Sometimes the wrong answer I'm stuck on is, how do I make this paragraph make any sense? It was so, this thing was so good three paragraphs ago. And now this new paragraph is so stupid. And one of our impulses in life is to just grind deeper into what you're doing and get madder at yourself. And like, say, I know that I can remember this, but I'm stuck on the, as Tim Harford says, the wrong answer at this point. Hang on. Hi. Hi. And you're stuck on the wrong answer. So what do you do? Well, if you have something else you can go work on, 
Well, first of all, I mean, if you're stuck, if you're genuinely stuck on something, like, why would you, I mean, good for you for trying to push through. But on the other hand, why don't you pop your stack a little bit and say, well, instead, why don't I go work on this other thing for a little while and let that thing become fresh. Here's the phrase that he used that made this whole thing worth worth the uh, price of admission. He says that when you do this, when you switch from one project to another project, um, I mean, it gives you time to forget the wrong answer and let the right answer emerge. Isn't that a good line? It is so good. I mean, that's that so perfectly encapsulates what that feels like once you're through it. Yeah. Like you don't real when you're up against it, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like I'm stupid and I'll never be good. Once you get through it, if you get through it, you can look back and go, "Wow, I was really like plugged up with wrong answerness, and I needed to just go let that dissipate." You know, if you uh, you know if you're trying to get hair out of your sink or something, you put some Drano down there. It may not be fixed for a few minutes because the drainer needs to go do its stuff and clean out the plug. Mm-hmm. Now imagine that's your brain, smart ass. You know what I'm saying? And he also, uh, you know, you know, this is going to find a place in my heart because he starts talking about Twyla Tharp and her wonderful book. He, he um, zooms in on the same aspect of Twyla Tharp's process that I like, which again, this is how I got into Bankers Boxes, which is, you know, if I'm going to do a jukebox uh, musical about Billy Joel, and I have a box for that. So anything that needs to be, if I'm working on this thing over there, working out this dance stuff, this choreography, but I run across this Billy Joel-ish thing, woof, that goes right into that banker's box. And that's always all in the same place. And now guess what? When I change from this project to that project, that starts with me taking out this box and putting away that box. I love that idea. There's been lots of approaches to that, but I think that's for certain kinds of projects and certain kinds of mindsets, that's such a great approach. Anyway, it's in show notes, I believe. Uh, Tim Harford's TED Talk on what he calls, was it slow motion multitasking? Yes, that sounds right. Yeah. So. Uh, he does some really good ones. He di- he does procrastination. He does all kinds of other good ones too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a bunch of good talks. And like I say, Cautionary Tales is very, uh, is, is very good. Um, and I think I have one more thing. Oh, yeah, it's small, but I have another thing. And then I got calendar stuff. You got anything you would? Oh, oh, Dan, Dan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how is the Picard going? Picard, thank you for asking. Picard is going great. Uh, we did uh, our second episode last week and we're doing another one uh, this week on uh, on Friday. It comes out Thursday. So if, if, if you're watching Star Trek Picard, please come and join us for the show where we talk about it and we, we share our theories and thoughts. And I'm just loving, loving this show. I love everything about it. And the little details of the intro and other things that, that I kind of missed the first time I'm noticing them all, it's such a thoughtful show. It's put together so well. They're really, really doing a great job with it. And it's so fun for me to be back in the world of TNG, which is a, a Star Trek that I've always just loved. And That's um, a fun world. It is uh, you fun. Warm, you warm up to that world really fast. It's great. I love what they're doing with it. I love that they're, the way that they are, the way that they're handling uh, the, the Picard character himself it's just great. It's just really, really fun. So um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. And uh, come come join us, won't you? Mm-hmm. Watch and then then come and listen. Come join us, won't you? The other that thing my, I... That was, I my Karina, that was my Karina Longworth impression. It was good. It was really good. Yeah. And I, join I also, us, won't you? I have um, hmm. two, two other things. One is just something I wanted to mention. And the other is some advice that I would like to ask our listeners. Uh, the, the first one is... Um, you and some other people that I know and uh, work with 
have all been talking to me a lot recently about Omni Outliner. It's been a long time since I used Omni Outliner, so well, I am trying. Omni Focus. Uh, uh, when I say Omni Outliner, what I actually mean is Omni Focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's something that I was that testing I and a lot. No, I know it's something that I and a lot of other people you know have been talking to you about. Yes, and so I have installed Omni Focus, and I have been using it since last week. I'm not ready to talk about it yet, but there's so much there, and and mm-hmm. um, and I was it is I was powerful, yeah, and I was really. If hoping, you've got a lot of projects. Oof, if you've got a lot of, you know, maybe you have lots of tags and contacts, maybe you have lots of tasks. It can be good, but for people who have lots of projects, mm-hmm. boy, that's where it gets so powerful. And I do, and so I think it's going to work great. But I, I would love to revisit this with you at a future date. Maybe we could do a, a deep dive into it once I've. Because as yeah, I'm using absolutely. it, I'm having questions too. And so you're the man to ask those. I'm the man now, dog. So much so. And then mm-hmm. the last thing is um, I, I have an upcoming trip to LA. And, yeah. um, and, and so if, if we have listeners who live in LA, who would like to give me recommendations for things to do or see or places, because I, I, I won't have a lot of time to do that. And I want to make sure that I that I spend the time that I, the limited time that I do have on the right stuff, on the fun stuff, on cool stuff. So um, hit me up on Twitter um, at Dan Benjamin there, share your ideas, whether it's the best place to get a taco or an amazing cultural thing to see, or just in, in general, I would love to hear it. And if, if there's enough people in LA that want to do a meetup or something, like we could do a little minus Merlin back to work, gathering i could i could print out a picture of merlin mm-hmm. and take it with me like i do anyway it's a, it's a, it's a mixed minus but from me yeah mm-hmm. you get everything but me everything but merlin uh that would be everything the perfect girl in perfect mm-hmm. name so hit me up on twitter if that sounds interesting hit and, him up uh, on twitter come on it. he's going to la help the guy out he's going to be in la i don't know what you do there i don't know what to Ugh, do god talking about like being LA? covered with otherness Blech. Blech. LA was really like the clean it's clean you should do that. I want a backpack now. I don't need a backpack, but yeah, I got a lot of bags. I got a lot of bags. Okay. I'm closing that window. Uh, can I close out with, uh, just one uh, recommendation or something I was listening to this morning? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Sometimes something just hits you at the right time in life. Life's funny like that. And uh, this hit me at the right time in life. Uh, it's, uh, the latest episode. You guys might've heard of this. There's a little podcast called this American life. Um, technically I guess it's a radio show, but, um, the latest episode of this American life is, um, I'm going to use the obvious word. It was delightful. It's called the show of delights. Uh, the deck is in these dark combat combative times, we attempt the most radical counter programming. We can imagine a show made up entirely of stories about delight and it's delightful just like it says in the tin. And what is delight? Well, that's a very good question. You could ponder that all day long. Uh, and they get at it from different angles um, the woman who conducts this episode, her name, she's so cool. Bim, uh, Otto won me. And, uh, she's amazing. She has an anecdote about the delight that she found coming to the U S when she was 19 for a year from, uh, being a black woman in England and, uh, getting to experience America and the delight that she found in things. Um, uh, Bim talks to poet Ross Gay, whose book inspired today's show about the discipline and rigor of seeking and holding on to delight, which is one of my early questions too. Like first question, obviously, what is delight? Cause I, I know delight when I see it, but like, what, what is it? And second of all, I, I thought to myself, I thought, 
you know, I, you really do need to have a certain state of not mind to be sort of open to delight. And, and, oh, what was the phrase from this one that I wrote down? Oh, I love this one. To achieve humanity, you have to share delight. You have to be like the child, basically, who points at the rainbow and says, look, look. I'm just very interested in that idea, because I am kind of all about that. I like talking about stuff that I'm excited about. I like talking about stuff I like. I like learning what other people are very excited about. And that's kind of what delight is. Delight could just be a moment, like in this one anecdote, where you're just walking by, and at first you notice there's a guy and there's a pigeon, and you look closer, there's a guy and the pigeon, the pigeon's real close to the guy's mouth, and then he's feeding the <laughs> pigeon. And it's, it's just like a sweet moment that's going to be gone in a minute, you know? And that's kind of what... There, there are delightful things that endure, you know, the music of talking heads. There are things that delight, <laughs> but uh, really, go back. Go back. Oh, I'll, you know what? I'll put a concert in notes that you guys should all watch. Um, anyway, I love this episode of This American Life. A uh, little kid, little boy who's so excited for his first time getting to ride the school bus by himself. And like, you know, spending, you know, five minutes with the, his mom and him waiting for the bus and him talking. Anyway, um, I don't know why I'm suggesting this, except that it, it is really a nice, a very nice episode uh, to listen to. But also it, it gets at something I think is valuable, which is, um, boy, there's, there's just a million cliches and old saws about this, whether that's, you know, luck, luck favors the well-prepared, you know, um, look at the chimneys, as I like to say. I think there's something about trying to figure out what your state of mind is. And then looking into how you want to adjust that state of mind, mm -hmm. just tweak the dials a little bit. Yeah. I've been uh, learning to edit in Ferrite. And so like I'll click on some, on a track, I'll click on the, uh, uh, click on the little track and, and then this little interstitial pops up at the bottom. And I, I, I'll, I, this is the one where you get to go in and you set your, set your, uh, you know, noise gate or whatever it is. And I'll forget what I'm doing. I'll just start clicking around like, ah, ah, ah. no, just look at the thing down here. The interstitial that popped up, it's telling you, if you're, if you're happy with this, click done and move on. It takes a state of mind. If you get the wrong state of mind, it's difficult to be happy and it's easy to become sullen. So, you know, just adjusting the dials and looking for delight is the thing I'm thinking about. Are we moving into our 10th year? Is that correct? We started yes. in 2011. So 11 to now is nine. That means we're entering our 10th year. Is that accurate? That sounds correct to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm checking. I'm checking for the first date of the first. I always have to do that. I think it was January. January 18, 2011. Yeah. yeah. 2011. Mm -hmm. I think I still, would you do me a favor, like go through your couch cushions and see if you can find that month for me? <laughs> I'll, I'll look if I find will you, it. Will you? No, but don't just say you'll look. No, I'm going to look. Uh, I'll, really I'll take look? pictures. I'll take a couple pictures and send them if, if well, I, I find it. I don't need anything. pictures. I need my month. It might be in my pants. <laughs> My other pants. Yeah. My prescription pants. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, I thought of one more thing. Oh my God, you columboed me. <laughs> no, it's all right. I'll do it next time. Well, you already columboed me. You might as well talk. You blew uh, my awesome ending. What, what's going on, Columbo? <laughs> <laughs> that makes, no, sense. No, that makes I'm, a lot of sense. I'm oh, saving yeah, yeah. it. Just, just one more thing. I had a, one more thing I want. Yeah, that, that, that seems right. That seems right. I'm saving it. God damn it, Dan Benjamin. Making a we'll note for next week. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. <laughs>